Welcome to this podcast, The Road to Wellbeing. My name is Dr. Marjorie Kinney. Each episode, I'll be giving you simple exercises, activities, or tips that can help you take one step after the other on your own road to lasting mental strength and well-being. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. everybody. How are you guys doing out there? I am sitting in my living room again, my favorite podcasting spot. So no, I don't have any fancy studio or (laughs) soundproof rooms. I'm sure you can tell also from my sound editing that I'm a novice at all of this. Uh, You might hear my neighbors knocking. It's evening here, and it's very gray outside. It's been gray all day and rainy all day. It's Sunday evening, and I'm here all alone. And I thought I'd do a podcast today about loneliness. I think it's a topic that is, we don't talk about it enough. And I think we underestimate the severity of feeling lonely. I always told you guys I'm not going to sell you any crap that I haven't been through myself or that I don't really believe in. And I say, I think personally, the two worst emotions are jealousy and loneliness. I think for me personally, those are the two hardest to deal with. And recently I moved again, this time just down the street. (laughs) But I was trying to count in my head, I think... This move is the 20th move that I've done in my life. Lived in three different countries and in, oh gosh, I'm just guessing here so you guys don't have to wait too long. I think maybe seven or eight different cities. And especially, I think the very first time I left home, so before I went to college, I grew up in Wisconsin before I went to college. I was an au pair in Germany for a year. And the moves me back and forth between Germany and America. So I was no pair. Then later I went back to study abroad and then went back again a few years later permanently. And the moves back and forth to America and Germany were the ones that brought with them the most loneliness. And the first, that first year was really, really hard for me. I was 18 and I didn't know anyone except for my guest family, and I remember just being hit by waves of debilitating isn't the right word, but I mean just bowl you over loneliness. And each move has, I think it's not quite as bad as I get older, and hopefully a bit wiser, (laughs) and know how to better incorporate myself in in the new community or my new place but each move has definitely brought a lot of loneliness and I know we're all living in different corona times here in Germany the we're allowed to life is getting back to normal actually we're allowed to go outside and do most of our activities school life is a little bit weird but other than that things are slowly getting back to normalcy other listeners may have other situations I know a lot of people I've been talking to in America are still working from home. 
any case, loneliness has been a big topic in this corona time, understandably. But in actuality, loneliness has been a big topic for many, many decades as we move into the more small family units, so mom, dad, kids, and away from the older traditional family setting of multi-generational um, households and, you know, globalization, more people are just moving around the world for jobs and other opportunities. And loneliness has been on the radar for psychologists and counselors for a long, long time. And some call it the real epidemic, the, the real <laughs> pandemic of today. Uh, we talk so much about corona, but one illness, one problem people have been dealing with for such a long time all around the world is loneliness. And in fact, it's a huge problem. So there's a recent study from 2018 led by The Economist as well as the Kaiser Family Foundation. And they found that more than 2 in 10 adults in the United States, so 22% and 23% in the United Kingdom, say they feel lonely always or most of the time. And that's actually on the minimum side. A different recent study from Cigna revealed that more than half of Americans say they felt lonely most of the time or some of the time. More than half. And this is not just your grandparents where their partner has died. This is all across the adult age. So... Young people, you know, we always see TV shows of young people, you know, out at the bars and surrounded by their friends or the advertisements, but young people report as much loneliness too. And what really makes it such a concerning problem is it's really the beginning point for many other health issues. It is most certainly not a standalone problem. Having reported being lonely, your risk for depression is way higher. Anxiety, check this out, schizophrenia, and even hallucinatory delirium. The risk for these diseases gets way higher for people who report being lonely. And even more, there's also other health problems. UCLA did a study on this that being socially isolated causes a physical reaction in your body. It changes the way your cells replicate and how they behave. And that results in chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation is stress on the body. And this leads to heart disease, strokes, cancer, and even Alzheimer's disease. Just by being or feeling lonely. What I think is important to know or to recognize is loneliness can have many different faces. So loneliness can really be, okay, I live alone. Um, maybe I don't have many friends or coworkers that I like to interact with. But people also report feeling lonely within a family. This is a really frequent topic I deal with with my clients who have just had a baby 
everyone wants them to be happy and joyous. And again, in the media, they see gloriously happy new mothers walking in the sunshine with their baby. But many, many new moms report feeling utterly lonely when they're at home with their babies all day. Many parents report feeling lonely within their own family. Single parents report feeling lonely, not having other adults to talk to. And I want to say that there are one of the really good things about the internet is actually it can help us deal with loneliness. So generally, if we can get out and go to activities, which I'll talk about in a second, that's the preferred way. But let's say you're feeling really lonely right now and you aren't able to leave your house yet. Joining chat groups or other internet-based groups where you feel really connected, maybe it's about a topic you like. Maybe it's like a virtual book club or a group about archery or a group for Bayern Munich fans. Any kind of activity or topic that you like. If you're feeling lonely at home, the internet is a great place to start to reach out. Talking to people with the same interest. Finding other people who are as passionate about your hobbies as you are. Now, I kind of want to put that in parentheses because, as I said, it is certainly, on the whole, better to battle loneliness with really face-on-face time with other human beings. We are inherently social people, or rather social animals, I should say. This is a very deep and long evolutionary thing. Outcasts out of a group wouldn't survive very long in the longer history of humans. We know that touching is really important to humans. Those baby massage classes are really great. Hugs are important. People who aren't touched, they also show a lot of physical... um, Yeah, they start to get on a a trajectory of health that um, slopes downward. There's a lot of new physical therapy coming out, especially in geriatrics where there's touch therapy, skin stimulation to help people's immune system, our whole body is really reactive to being around other humans. So if you are feeling lonely and you're in a new city, a great thing to do is to find a real group of people that you can meet up with once a week. Maybe it's a sports class at your local gym or a choir or any other activity you really like, and really make sure you're getting out there and going going to see those people. It is important here, I'd also add as a tip, to find an activity that you really like. Because once you're there and you're really having fun, and people see your smile and your great, you know, your great attitude, people are sensitive to that, and you'll, you're likely to make friends more quickly that way. Maybe joining a new church if you've moved to a a new city where you can meet people that way. I know a friend of mine, she mentioned um, house pets, getting a dog. Dogs are great because you actually have to, you have to take them outside. 
twice a day. So you get like the double whammy. You get not only walking, a really powerful tool for mental well-being, which I talked about in my last episode. But also dog owners love to talk to other dog owners. Remember one of my big moves, I was utterly, utterly lonely. Um, my husband was at work all day. We were both really young, but I didn't have a job. I didn't know anyone in this new city. I didn't have any friends. And we got a dog just for that reason, so that I would get out of the house. And there was a park near our house where dog owners would meet up. And I didn't make any really good friends in the dog group, but I was interacting with people every day. So every afternoon, I'd have a little conversation with somebody, and that was really, really good for me. Even really simple things like maybe you want to get your coffee or your breakfast muffin in a cafe instead of making them at home. Probably not the best choice for your wallet, but even those little quick conversations at small talk with the cashier can make a significant difference in feeling lonely. I think one of the toughest things about loneliness is it has this ironic, vicious circle where people who feel very lonely often also feel depressed or anxious, and they thereby withdraw even more. To me, that's one of my own personal warning signs that I look out for myself. There's days, you know, I have bad days and go through bad moods. But when I get that feeling like, oh man, I'm really feeling down today. And there's that additional element of, I really don't have enough energy to talk to people. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to go outside. Then I know, ooh, those are warning bells for me. But I might be slipping in a direction I don't want to go. And it's this desire to withdraw that can make it really tricky to get out there and join those groups and really go to the classes that you say you want to go to. In such situations, I try and think of or imagine myself after I've done the activity. So how good I'll feel after I've gone to play soccer. Or how good I'll feel after having gone on a long walk and I'm coming home. How good I'll feel after I take off my shoes and coming home from the gym or wherever it is that I'm going. And that is more rewarding than trying to, <laughs> or works better for me than trying to be like, ignore that, I really don't want to go outside feeling. Also, this, this element of withdrawing, it makes it hard to reach loved ones or family members who you think might be suffering from loneliness. And a lot of times they won't reach out to you because they're right in the midst of the storm. And in, in those cases, and I, I asked um, a psychotherapist friend of mine, I said, well, what do you do in these kinds of cases when people aren't really well and they are feeling lonely, but they don't really want to see you or they don't contact you, you being a friend or a family member, maybe it's a, a grandma or a grandpa. And she laughed and said, well, then you just have to ignore them. If you call them and say, should I come over? And they say, no, no, 
then you just ignore them and go over there anyway. <laughs> I thought that was actually really good advice. Or maybe you just don't even give them the chance and you just show up at their door with the muffins or a new book for them or whatever. Also, in Corona time, you know, if, if you are feeling lonely, it can really help to reach out to other people, to do things for others that you love. Very rewarding activity. Is that my first? Did I talk about that on my very first episode? I can't remember whether it was the first one or the second one, about how good it feels, how great it is, how therapeutic it can be to do things for other people, to, to be thankful also for other people. So in Corona time, if you want to send package, you know, make like a care package or a lovely letter for someone in your life who might be feeling lonely, it not only will help, will help fight your loneliness, but it might be a really, really lovely gesture for other people who are not feeling so surrounded by friends in this time. So reach out, get out there, go outside on a walk, even if it's just to the cafe and back, find internet connections, use the posts, these letters and packages, use the phone. Even just saying out loud sometimes, I feel lonely can really be the first step in the right direction. Saying it out loud to other people, hey, you know what, I'm feeling really lonely. Do you think we talk on the phone for a little while? That first step will really help. Not only will it help you just recognize that feeling, and all feelings are okay, and they're a lot more okay when we recognize them than when we try and shove them back to some secret place. You also make your loneliness aware to other people. Maybe they have no idea that you're feeling lonely. Certainly nothing to be ashamed of is what it is. And as we just learned, approximately 50% of people are feeling lonely a lot. So internet groups, internet connections, real face-to-face connections, joining new groups, contacting, reaching out to people for yourself and for others are all really good ways of dealing with the big L word. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Be well.